happy days, people. Happy days for the boys in blue. The boys in green, too. We made it to 101. Giddy up, 101 episodes random with me, Marquez. Well done, everyone. Who thought? Who would have thought 101 weeks ago? We'd be here, and here we are. Same place as ever. Nothing's changed. That's depressing, huh? Nah, you've got a new haircut, probably. If you haven't had a new haircut since you started listening to this podcast, then maybe go uh, get a new haircut. Sort your life out. Switch it up. Change it up. I think girls change their haircut all the time. But dudes rarely do. A guy will like, get his haircut when he's 16. And he'll be like, yeah, short on the sides, spiky on the top. Let's keep that way for life until I get older and then it'll be short on the sides and uh, flat on the top. A little fringe, a little fringe that'll uh, be harking back to my uh, youthful days when I was a short-haired spiky fucker. A little shit they used to call me. My parents would see me and they'd be like, oh, this little shit again, her son. He's let us down. He's let us down once more. He's just a big old letdown, but we can't say that because he's our son. So instead, we just have to stare at him when he doesn't think we're looking at him. Just stare him down and be like, God, Mark, how did you turn out so poorly? We put our life and soul into you and you're you're sitting over there and you've got short, spiky hair. Blonde tips. I remember we used to get blonde tips all the time. Why? I don't know. I thought I was in a boy band wearing my turtleneck, my blonde spiky, black turtleneck, blonde spiky spikes, and uh, white jeans. Oh, I thought I was the boy, the man, the boy of the hour. That's what they used to call me. Here he comes, the boy of the hour. Little did I know that I was just a fool. Used to watch music. Remember, used to watch music videos for fun. I remember I used to go. First girlfriend I had, she had all the channels. Like in Ireland, you only have a few channels. We didn't have all the channels because that was extra money. But they had all the channels. They had channels that played music videos all day long. That's all they fucking played music videos. And I'd go to her house and I'd sit in her big couch and I'd watch all the music videos. Sometimes. On MTV, they'd only play some of the music videos, but on these stations, they played just music videos all day. And I'd look at all the boy bands. Others oh, NSYNC. Others oh, Backstreet Boys. Others oh, Westlife. Others oh, Take That. Oh, I should really be in one of them because, you know, I think I can sing in my head. I was in the school choir. I deserve to be a boy band. And I'd watch. And I'd sit in the couch. And in my head, I'd do the dances, the choreographer dances, because I thought I could dance as well. I wonder if, I, if it was just me or does every Irish guy who'd grown up, every boy in the world, think he can sing and dance and should be in a boy band at some point. Are, is, are there only a select few of us losers out there who think we can... Uh, 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 two step, one, one step... Uh, I should be the main singer in this band. Uh, uh. Or was that just me, people? Write in. Let me know. Probably me. I've tried to bring this up to my buddies before, and they've all been like, 
Are you joking? And I went, ha ha ha, yeah. <laughs> Obviously I am. <laughs> Come on, I'm not that big a loser. And then they look at me and they're like, yeah, you are. And I said, that's how my parents used to look at me. That, ah, you are a loser. That look of recognition. I saw, I was out the other night and I saw, um, here in LA, I saw, I just said here in LA so I could tell you, at least I left Cork and I made it as far as LA. It's funny if you just move to LA, people think you've made it. Ah, sure he's out there in LA, he's making big things and you could just be like, no, I just came here and now all I do is got drunk. And people be like, he's out there making big moves. No, I just came here and I'm actually selling my body on the street for crack cocaine. That's the big moves that I'm making. I'm out in the street selling my body like a cheap whore. Selling it for some crack cocaine. Selling it for a cup of orange juice. Orange juice here costs about $12 a glass if you go to a restaurant. I presume drugs are cheaper for what you get. You could probably get crack cocaine for cheaper than that. Cheaper than orange juice. Drugs are cheaper than orange juice in LA. That's my new theory. We'll do no research to back it up, but there's a theory. But then, yeah, you move to LA and people just be like, ah, so they're making big moves in LA. And you go home, they're like, ah, it's the famous fucker. It's the famous. And you'll be like, oh, yeah. I'm famous for sucking dick on Sunset Boulevard. You know me. Infinimity. And he'd be like, ah, oh, so tell us about the stories. You must be making great money. And he'd be like, I actually came home because I've no money and I, I want to buy some more orange juice. So if you could help me out in my OJ addiction, that would be super. I'm going to all these brunches and I see these rich people with orange juice and I want in. I want in on what they have. I've been selling my body for nighttime orange juice, but it's never the same. It never has the pulp. If you don't like pulp in your orange juice, you can go fuck off. That's my new other new theory. You can go fuck right off. If you don't like pulp in the orange, ah, oh, pulp's unreal. That's how you know. That's that's the money. Pulp, that's expensive. Give me that pulp. Bathe me in pulp. The minute I feel pulp, I'm like, ah, oh, this is the fucking good shit. Because that's the uncut drug of the orange juice world. Pulp included. It's pure. You're getting the pure shit, baby. The purest of all, the OJ. Give me the pulp. Pulp it up, as they say. Let pulp it in. Pump the pulp into me. The pulp life. That's what I'm living now, people. I just want to live the pulp life. And there, we already have the name of the episode. Let's write it down before. Pulp life. That's what I want. I want to be living the pulp life. Sometimes I do these episodes and I'll end it and then I'll it'll be like I came out of a black abyss and I'll be like what the fuck did I just talk about what should I call this episode what was that about what are these rambles did I talk about the same shit that I spoke about last week I was like sometimes we text and someone and be like did I already tell this person this story am I boring the fuck out of them am I boring the fuck out of me should I ask them am I boring and they'll reply yeah and I'll be like I knew it thanks mom <laughs> Imagine that's what you would text your parents. Dear father, am I a boring piece of shit? You are, son. Good good man for re- realizing it eventually. Be like, ah, thank you. Just out here living the pulp life. Living the OJ Simpson. Man, give me that. Now I'm craving some pulp. 
Rory of Cravens is up for booze when it kicks into the weekend. Shit, what was I on about? Oh, we've lost it. We've lost it. We were so close. So close to the recollection and now it's gone. Pulp sucking dick. People thinking you made it because you moved to LA. That is a dubious thing. And then people do think they made it. And then they start lying. They'll be like, yeah. I knew this guy who used to lie. That he was uh, living in LA and he was being an actor. And then when I came to LA, I realized he didn't live in LA at all. He lived in Orange County, which is about an hour and a half outside of LA. It's in LA County, I suppose. So technically, isn't it? No, it's not even in LA County. Just complete spoof. Spoofing. And then he's acting. He wasn't in any acting at all. Like nothing. Just moved out here. It'd be like moving out here. It'd be like, I'm an astronaut. I'm an astronaut. Everyone and everyone back home's like, ah, oh, he's out there being an astronaut. And then I'd be like, well, is there any proof that he's an astronaut? And they'd be like, ah, you're just bitter because you're not out there. And then I move out here and they're like, ah, you're just a fucking, you're just a spoof. And I'm like, I'm not spoofing at all. I'm telling the truth. The spoof is the astronaut over there in the corner. But yeah, if you move to LA, you get a good old buffer of Asher. He's out there. He's out there doing great things. What are those things? Asher, who cares what specifics? No, don't be bitter. Don't be bitter. You bitter shit, you. He's out there, and then I'll report. I'm going to start reporting home. I, uh, I started a boy band. Finally fulfilled my uh, 16-year-old ambition of being in a boy band. It is funny, that. That's not it's not really funny at all. That's the thing that people say when they say something that's not funny. Maybe it's peculiar that when you, I moved out here and my longest friend here uh is someone who was in a boy band that I used to listen to and watch growing up all the time when I was young. Life's funny old should rip around the ocean, you know, you dip into the ocean, you don't know where you're gonna jump out. A lot of people are like, what the fuck's he on about? I don't know. I'm gibbering while I'm trying to recall what I was on about before the pulp life. Man, pulp life is the best life. That's when you know you got the good stuff. If I did drugs, I'd be like, pulp it. I want pulp, baby. I bet you uh, I should really start a drug called pulp. People would love that. Hey, man, you got any pulp? People were texting me last night at five in the morning. Hey, man, you got any cocaine? I'm like, you don't know me at all if you're hitting me up with cocaine for five in the morning. You came to the wrong caravan. You came to the wrong tent. There's people living in tents now on Sunset, which is sad. That they're homeless and stuff, but they're still on Sunset, which is like a main street. And they've just started living the tent life down there. And I bought past them. There's a few by my place. And these dudes are just selling drugs straight up out of the tents on Sunset. And you're like, is there no one stopping this? I don't mind. Work your business. Live your tent life. That's also dubious when you're one of the few walkers in L.A. Man, if you walk in L.A., people are so suspicious. They'll think you're poor. They'll think you're selling drugs. They'll think you're a whore. And you're just like, I want to walk. I want to s- stretch the old legs. <coughs> Walking's good for thinking. 
I remember when I was young, my parents would be like, we're going for a walk. You'd be like, why would you go for a walk? And you walk and why don't you just sit down? Sit down and watch some TV. Come on, just sit. Sit in a pile of your own sweat. And numb your brain and kill your life. Why would you not want to do that? Said you're going for a walk. So you could talk and think stuff and get fresh air and just have good stuff happen. Why would you do that? But now I'm a walker and I'm walking and I see all these tents. And the other day I saw this dude. He's just in a tent on sunset. Busy parts of the street. It's a wide part of the street. And a dude in a car pulled up. And the guy got out of his tent. And they did a drug drop. He sold him some drugs right there in front of me. And I was like, at least his overheads are low. He's living in a tent. He doesn't have the rent. He's living the pulp life. He's saving up the money to move somewhere, to move to New York. So everyone in L.A. can be like, ah, oh, Teddy. Teddy that used to live in the tent. He's over there in New York and he's living the dream. Ah, he's doing great things. He's, he's, he's out there being a rapper. <coughs> he's out there being a, a, an author. A liter- he's out there being a, a f- high-end f- high fashion model. That's one thing that New York has over LA, the high-end fashion, the actual models, as opposed to the Instagram models. I saw an Instagram model there yesterday, who I've seen online. I didn't realize how small and tiny and kind of wide she was, and you're like, Jesus, these people, at least they know their angles. I don't know my angles. For someone who used to be good at maths in school, I'm brutal at angles, don't have a clue. Thank God I never went into engineering. Isn't that what all you're thinking? Thank God he never went into electrical engineering. If he doesn't know how to use an angle, what are those tri- rulers calling him with the angles? Those L-shaped T-bones. Thank God, people. There was a, there was a chance I almost did electrical engineering. Imagine I was the person building your fucking building. Building your building, huh? You would have been like, why is there no angles? What's his angle? He's bad at angles. Thank God he went to do comedy and writing. Thank God I wrote books. People are still, like, shocked that I write books. They're like, okay, but why are you lying? And then they see and they're like, oh, are they good? Can I read one? Can you give me a free book? Give me a free book. I know you worked hard on this shit for years and years, but uh, give me a free fucking book. You're like, you could just buy it. Nah, just in case. I think that I saw a guy reading yesterday and I was like, oh, he's actually reading. He's into it. But I think the reason most people in L.A. don't read is because you're left with your own thoughts. And that's why you might see someone in L.A. holding a book and they're just screaming. Because they started on page one and by page two, their brain has been telling them all the shit that's wrong. And they just say, fuck, and they scream for dear life. And that's why they'll never read again. They'll never read again because they're left with their own thoughts. Maybe that's why they don't like walking either. Because it's just you and your brain. And your brain is telling you, hey, hey, you've been hiding everything. 
you've been using drugs and drink and buying clothes and all the rest now that I have you on your own here's all the shit strong with you let's get going we've got a long list of things to do and then they just say no and they start screaming while holding a book and you're like oh, I didn't realize Harry Potter was that intense <laughs> what did all Harry do to this fucker it's good enough reason I suppose not to read books or go for a walk or take a bath all three activities where you're left with your thoughts and you're like fuck Jesus no maybe that's by meditating I've been meditating a lot this week I blame a sober October. I'm trying to get sober. Not trying to get sober. I'm just trying to stop boozing for a month to give my insides a break. People are always, oh, I hate to it. Sober October is the thing. And the people in America are like, ah, oh, that's an American thing. And you're like, you're doing it in Ireland for years. It's usually November. Sometimes it's October. Sometimes it's January. You take a month off. You just dry out. You dry the insides out. You let them breed. Let them recuperate. I like doing it just to show people, ah, you see, I can quit booze whenever I want. It's just that I'm bored. I'm bored without it. I remember the last time I did this, it was like a dry November. I think I said this. And I was like, off booze. And I started getting this pain in my lower back. And the pain was fucking intense. Intense. Screaming like someone reading Harry Potter. It was insane. I was just like a dull pain. Just dull. Just killing me. There the whole time. There the whole time. Got worse. Could barely sit down. Could barely even lie down. Could barely sleep. All I could do was stand. I was just standing around for days. Stretching. I was like, ah, this is fucking awful. And eventually, I think about 11 days in, I was like, ah. I didn't put two and two together. Why? Because I'm slow. That's the reason why. But I was like, all right, I'm going boozing. I need to numb the pain. And as I was walking to buy some booze from the liquor store, the pain just disappeared, fully gone. The stress, the mental anguish, the release was gone. And then I was like, ah, booze is good here to release stress. That's why booze is helpful. The pain disappeared and I could sleep again like a little a little puppy kitten boy that's what he used to call me growing up PKB puppy kitten boy where's puppy kitten boy is he always over there napping he's napping like a whore so that's why I like it it's like good release but then I was like alright let's give my insides alright let's try I gotta write this script so I'm using that as motivation to not booze until it's done and then back boozing but the thing is too like booze for me is a doorway to a fun time take booze the door opens you're going to have some fun tonight why because I'll probably say yes when I'm sober I'll be like nah nah I don't want to do that nah I'm cool nah forget about it nah thanks though nah it's alright nah opportunity cost that's the only thing I have a degree in business and that's the only thing I think I remember opportunity cost you want to buy the apple but you also want to buy the orange you can only afford one 
What's your opportunity cost? Oh, you bought the apple. That means the orange is the opportunity cost. So then when I'm sober, I'm like, all right, what's the opportunity cost? What am I sacrificing? And then the thought in my head will be like, ah, you you could go home and have a cup of tea. And I'd be like, ah, fuck yeah, tea's good. Oh, tea, baby. Oh, warm up me loins. Oh, tea's like a mental wank. You're like, oh, a cup of tea. Oh, that's eating. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's good. Oh, yeah. Love, Love the tea. So then you're like, I could go home and have a cup of tea. What are you proposing? I go to this place. And then everything... When I'm sober and I'm weighing up stuff, it's like, nah, that won't be good. Nah, that won't be good. But then if I'm boozing, I'll be like, ah, that could be good, all right. Ah, yeah, that could be fun. Ah, yeah, that sounds dupe. What, what is it, a crack den? Oh, that sounds like crack in Ireland means fun and den is like a house. You want me to go to a fun house? Count me in. Count me in. Tea can wait. I'll have tea when I'm dead. Yeah, so f- I gotta figure out. Plus, when I'm boozing, I can be like, ah, I can blame the booze. You can blame the booze. I said something inappropriate. Sorry, I'm just boozing. You know, I'm a nice guy sober. <laughs> That's definitely what some uh, people with boozing problems use as their excuse. Ah, it was the booze. I'd never say that out if I was on tea. Blame the booze. I was up late. Till, you're never going to be up till late in the morning sober. That's the problem. That's why I'd never fully go off. Plus when you're single, you're like, what else are you going to do? Anyway, sober October. Although last night was tough. I feel like last night I dodged the bullet, but also I uh, I passed the test from God. Or was it the devil? Could have been God, it could have been the devil. It could have been them both together. I had to go to this bar to den, just pick something up uh, before going to the comedy store. And uh, I walk in, I'm chatting to people, and I collect what I needed to get. And then as I'm leaving, it starts like out of nowhere, just starts pissing rain. Like bucketing down and I'm in a t-shirt. Here's another dumb thing. Last night I was going out. I was wearing a, I put on like this new white t-shirt. And I was like, oh, I'll wear this new white t-shirt. And then my brain was like, nah, that's too nice for a Wednesday night. Take it off. Put it back in the closet. Never wear it for fucking six months. Let it go old. And I was like, good plan, brain. That's a good plan. I'm going to do that. I'm going to stick it back in the closet. And I was like, why is my brain an idiot? Why can't I wear new stuff when I buy it? That drives me mental. That's far more of a problem than me than booze will ever be. So anyway, I took it off. I put on a black t-shirt. Went out to the bar. Not boozing. Only popping in. Only going to say hello to as, as few people as possible. Walk in. Starts raining. See a lot of people I know They're all a good laugh Everyone seems to be out It's someone's birthday They're all about to have a good time Then these two girls walk in And I'm like Oh no I know them I know them both One of them is very very hot uh, Like stupidly hot And the other one 
like 16 year old me would think she's very hot she got the boobs and the body and all the rests and their sound and they're a good laugh and they're like come boozing with us come on have a booze let's three of us have fun and then i'm like oh the god and the devil have put and it's raining and i don't want to leave in a t-shirt and walk to the comedy store and i'll ruin my new haircut and uh they're like come on do shots with us come on just anybody if i was if i was boozing i'd be like i think they could be up for a threesome because i'm sober i'm like oh no what do I do? What do I do? Like, they're not... I don't know them that well. They're not the kind of... I don't think they'd make me a better person. But, um... I know that sounds harsh, but, like... Because I was hanging out with a girl the other day who was, like, sound, and I was like, ah, oh, yeah, she's the kind of person I want to be hanging out with. Uh... But these people were more like, oh, you're hot as fuck. But then if you get to talk to them, you're like, oh, Christ, this is painful. This is hurt, physically hurting me, physically and mentally. But they're both looking hot and they're like, come boozing. And I was like, hmm. Hmm. They're like, come on, have fun. I was like, ah. I dug deep. And I said, no, devil. Stay away from me, devil. Back off, devil. Back the fuck away. And uh, I ran away. I ran to the comedy store. And I was telling my buddy, Ian Edwards, comedian, funny man, if you ever can get a chance to watch him, come Friday. This show, uh, this Friday at the Laugh Factory, my show... uh, Irish show 9.45, Ian Edwards is on, we got Whitney Cummings, Nicky Glacier, Andrew Santino and Michael Nocci. And I was talking to Ian and he was just like, why did you not stay and have a drink? I was like, ah, because I'm doing Sober October, you know, dug deep, I thought you'd be proud because you don't booze. So I thought you'd be like, good man. And he was like, no, you could have just started again tomorrow. You might have missed out on a threesome. And I was like, ah... He's like, yeah, you could have just added those days on at the end of November. He's like, it's not a, it's not a set thing. And I was like, ah, 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 that's a good point. <laughs> ah, fuck yeah, ah, fuck, ah, really messed up there now. Ah, and I just kept saying ah until he was like, try and go back. But then I went back and they'd left. They'd gone to a nightclub and they were like, come to the nightclub. And I said, no, I went home and I had some tea. Oh, I feel great. I feel mentally, physically, probably would have had more fun having the threesome. Not that it was offered, but it could have been. But mentally, I feel, I feel worse also. <laughs> I feel not living the pulp life. No, but that was a good dodge. Good, good dodge. Because now I can, I woke up kind of late, but I woke up and I can be productive. I like fooling myself now too, that I'm productive. Like yesterday, I went, did med- meditated, and then I went to hot yoga. I remember I was bitching about the hot yoga teacher here a 
couple of weeks ago, she was like, come on, one more. The last one, I promise. And she was like, all right, this is actually the last one. All right, maybe this is the last one. And you're like, fucking, just which one is that? And then I went to someone else last week, and she was way more laid back and being like, okay, this is the last one. And you're like, oh, it is the last one. And you're like, fuck, I wanted to be more. Push me till I scream. So I went back to the first one yesterday. She was way better. Sweating buckets. Sweating buckets like a whore. But then afterwards I came home and I was like, what else is on my to-do list? And I realized neither of those things were on the to-do list. So I immediately wrote it in and then I scribbled it out. I was like, yes, productive. What a dumb way to fool yourself. Yes, I did something. That wasn't on the list, but let's pretend it's on the list. Let's forget that I didn't do the other four things on the list. Let's fool the brain. That's what we're all about. Fooling the brain. I can't tell people in LA, like, I hear people talking about, uh, I heard a couple talking about, I love to change in weather for fall. I love this fall weather. And you're like, you're fooling yourself. It's 80, it was 80 degrees the other day when they were talking about this. It might have been 86. And you're like, I love this fall weather. And you're like, what the fuck are you on about? It's the same weather. It's hotter. It's getting hotter. Why are you fooling your own brain? It's fun and all to fool yourself, but it's fucking endless here. I feel like some, my buddy was trying to tell me, he's like, you gotta get on this dating app. You gotta get on. It's like, why they're all awful. He's like, nah, this is cool. And then he showed me, and I was like, yeah, that looks awful too. Everyone just lying. It's brutal. I feel like those dating apps are brutal because you're just fucking bullshitting each other. Like a forced connection. A forced fakeness. It's just me. I, I still don't get how people go on dates and they, like, talk twice on an app. Hey, how are you? Great. We should get a drink. Yeah, can't wait. And then you go meet them. You're like, ah, oh, this person's brutal too. It's, I feel like to the same people join Instagram, you might see someone doing a story and they're like, you can hear their friend in the back being like, okay, and go. And then the person starts smiling and walks. I saw someone just walking into the ocean yesterday and you could hear her friend saying, okay, and go. And then the girl just went from being like normal to putting on the fakest smile ever. And you're like, ah, you do these for videos. Why are you fake smiling? Action, fake smile. Hey, I'm having fun. I'm having more fun than you. So fuck you. I made the right choice by moving to LA. I want to die. I want to die. You're like, why are you forcing it? It's very odd. Just fucking calm down. Be sad. Be a sad fuck. Get over the sadness. Read a book. I hate. That's yeah. Like ah, oh, can't even speak. They annoy me so much. It's funny too when you when someone ghosts you, but they still watch your Instagram stories. <laughs> I'm like, all right, fair play, fair play to you. That's proper ghosting. I don't think I've ever intentionally ghosted. I might have forgotten to text back. But if the person texts me again, I'd be like, oh, shit, sorry about that. I was drunk. I was boozing. I was living the pulp life. I forgot to text you back. But when people go, like, 
Ghosting is hilarious. Ah, I wish I could be that fucking rude. And then to watch the stories every day, you're like, ah, oh, you're just a fucking... <laughs> you just don't care. I wish I couldn't care that much. I like too, there was this girl telling me one time, she was like, ah, oh, I know you watch my stories every day, you're obsessed with me. And I was like, what the fuck you on about? I didn't even know I followed you. And then I realized, sometimes, you ever see, like, top of the Instagram, you just want to get through all the stories, so it doesn't tell you there's more stories. So you might flick through ten stories, you barely get a second. You're like, I didn't fucking watch any of it. It's because I don't want any notifications on top of my screen. That's why I read everyone's Instagram message, too, to get rid of notifications. I wish there was an app. I wanted to make an app before that would just take away notifications, even if you didn't read it. It wouldn't show anything up there I'm sure you can just turn off all notifications on your phone but some maybe I'll do that actually well people we just solved a big problem for myself how to deal with ghosting how to deal with dating apps why do people in LA just lie the whole time another girl came up to me the other night she was like have you recovered since since I broke your heart I honestly don't know her name. I was like, what the fuck are you on about? She's like, last time we spoke, I know I kind of broke your heart. I was like, I don't know what you're on about at all. She's like, I said I'd come to your show, but I didn't come. And I was like, oh yeah, who cares? She's like, no, I know that hurts you. And I was like, what the fuck? Who are you lying to, me or yourself? Some dude was lying to me the other day, and I was just like, is that true? And he was like, What? I was like, what the fuck you just said? I can't remember exactly. And he was just like, ah, well, like, no, not really. I was like, why did you lie? And he was like, I don't know. And you're like, ah, oh, cool. People are just lying for no reason. Why are they lying? Maybe they just get used to it. They lie about the big things. They lie to themselves. They lie to their family. Oh, yeah, it's going amazing over there in LA. And then for the small things, oh, do you want an apple? Be like, yeah, here's an apple. I don't want that. Why did you lie and say, yeah, I don't know. And it's just like, what the fuck? Maybe this this is why booze is needed. You need some sort of release in LA or you'll go mental. You'll go mental. That's why booze is needed. Or you'll go mental and do something dumb. I remember before there was a dude, I was talking to my buddy there, he was catfished. I still can't get over the time, like a guy told me, I did a catfish thing on stage, didn't work, but the guy came up after me, he was like, oh yeah, that happened to me before. I was catfished and I paid him, because they got him naked on camera, having a wank. And they were like, yeah, we're going to send it to your family and friends and your, he had a wife too. Unless you pay us like $3,000 or something. We're going to send these videos to them. And he paid them three grand. And then he said when his wife said, where is the money gone from the savings? He thought it would be funny to tell her where. <laughs> Fucking idiot. And he told her and his life, his wife left him. His life and wife left him. And it's <laughs> so sad. I, don't, I was just thinking about him the other day. I was like, I wonder if he's still alive. There's no way he could be still alive. 
I haven't seen him in ages. <laughs> it's like, is he dead? What's going on? Why did he think it would be good to tell his wife? Why did he do it and then tell his wife? Ah, oh, that's why living in LA. I can't tell if he was mental before he came here. Or if he came here and was then mental. Trolls mental too. Dudes on Instagram. <laughs> when they like you'd see on some girls photos the guy will be like hey I saw you on a dating app just wanna say hi <laughs> check your DMs it's like yeah that'll definitely work that's gonna she's definitely gonna be like ah I should check my DMs I wonder who this Prince Charming is I wonder who this fuckhead is let's check the DMs it could be the man of my dreams Thank God you left me that DM. That used to be like people on Facebook. They'd send you, they post on your wall, mail. <laughs> I know, I got the notification. I was just ghosting you. I didn't want to reply. Sorry about that. Sorry about that, fam. I've realized my new favorite, most annoying thing is when white guys say fam. What up, fam? I feel like it's their way of saying the N-word, but getting away with it. Because they want to be black. They want to be in with black people, so they're swooping fam. What up, fam? Jesus, I don't know how they, how they can say it and not feel like a fucking idiot. I've been doing it to my buddy Ian purely because I want to ruin the word for him. But every time I say it, I know I'm an idiot. I know for a fact but I feel like a lot of these fuckers are saying fam and they think they're cool. And that's just not right, people. <laughs> if you're out there saying the word fam, you're not, come on, live the pulp life. You're not living the pulp life. You're being fake. Live the pulp life. Live the 100%. Live the clean, the clean shit. I bought this book recently. Stop drinking now. Purely because a comedian was like, if you read this, you'll never drink again. And I was like, I'll fucking prove that book wrong. And then I bought it just to prove it wrong. But then I read the reviews and it like works apparently every time. And I'm like, do I want to read the book? Do I want to take away that doorway to fun? I don't know. But I just started it. I wonder if I should read it for all of October. There's a good way to spite my face, isn't it? Or to cut off my nose, whatever the fuck that saying is. Here's a book that'll make you stop doing. But is it bad? Nah, I think boozing is good. What are your thoughts, people? Write in. Leave a comment. Leave some joy. Episode 101. We've made it so far, and yet we have so much to go. Alright, I must go write a script. I'm going to go run up Runyon. Sweat out some... Jesus, I wonder... My buddies are always like, how is your body not in better shape if you eat so healthy and work out all the time? And I'm like, because boozing. Boozing will set you back. Set you back like a whore. But I wonder now if no booze, I'll be like, ah, look at this fucking... I've grown pecs. Finally, after all these years... I'll be annoyed. People are also trying. They're also like 
little guilt trip here. They'll be like, ah, oh, your career will go so much faster if you stop boozing. I'm going to stop for a month. And if, if they're right, I'll be pissed. I'll be like, you motherfuckers. Pissing me off being right. Why didn't you tell me sooner? And if they're wrong, I'll be like, you motherfuckers. Ruining my booze and fun. For what? For nothing. Boredom. Boredom. I'm going doing brunch on Sundays. I'm going to uh, farmer's markets on Sundays now, thanks to you. Hope you're happy. I'm drinking boba tea. Oh, I went drinking boba tea the other day. Jesus, it's unreal. I got my hair cut again the other day. It's, it's unreal that I finally found a hairdresser that I trust after all these years. And she's not even a hairdresser. She's just a model that knows hair. She's like, I can fix your hair. I don't even look in the mirror too, which is handy. And she doesn't cut it wet. I know these things are dumb, but have you ever had trouble with a hairdresser? And you're like, yeah, why do they always cut it wet when it's curly and it's going to be different when it's dry? And you're like, why was I paying all these people money? So much money to just fuck up my hair. And you can do it well. And you're not even a hairdresser. What is this? I always knew hairdressers were underqualified and bullshitters. And I've finally been vindicated. She shows up with a comb and a hair... Uh, scissors that's it none of the other fancy fuck cut it by sight and two for two giving me the best two haircuts I've ever had so if you're a hairdresser listening I'm on to you I'm going to rat you all out for being spoofs underqualified spoofs just because you put colour in your own hair doesn't mean you're a good hairdresser just because you push product on me that means that you're compensating for your lack of sales because you're a bad hairdresser. That's like dentists here in, in L.A. too. I'm trying to get my teeth cleaned. And everywhere you go, they're going to be like, ah, you, it's only it's $200 to clean your teeth. And then you're in the fucking chair and they'll be like, yeah, you need a surgery on your teeth immediately. And you're like, what? And you're like, yeah, it's $1,000, but we'll do two easy payments of 500 each and you're like oh and they'll be like yeah you don't if you don't get this now we're gonna have to take out 15 teeth in five years and that'll cost you a million dollars and you're you've got machines in your mouth and you're like what the fuck do it do it they're like yes we upsold they'll upsell you in the chair handy handy for the lads um all right time for me to go up running let me know if you have any good book recommendations. Although, no, don't bother, actually. I've had a load. I have too many books. Go read my own books. Let me know. Got a message just now from someone reading my book. They said, I thought you were funny before, but this is great. No doubt that's from my mom, from a fake account. Thanks, mom. Keeping the dream alive. All right, until next time. Go on, Go on, Will I survive the no booze by the time the next podcast comes along? Oh, you'll all be on the edge of your seats. The edge of your seats. The edge of the toilet bowl. I still think the most comfortable seat in the world is the toilet bowl. I won't give any reason. I just think they designed very well and uh, I commend whoever made it. Sometimes I'll just go sit in the toilet as a release. Not a release like a physical release, but like a little break. If I'm out with a group, I'll, I'll just go to the bathroom and I'll sit there on my phone. I'll be like, ah, this is nice. 
Finally, some me time. Should have should have wiped the seat down first, perhaps. It's a bit wet, but let's ignore that. Let's just look in the upside. It's just a bit of me time. <laughs> That's where I go now for me time. Public restrooms. You'll find me in there, and I'll also be offering dick sucking for some orange juice. Living the pulp life. All right, sure. Good luck. Good luck. Suck a dick for an orange juice. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck.